Saturday afternoon at the G. This is the home of Australia's greatest game. Played for over 100 years, Aussie rules football is a mix of soccer, Gaelic football and rugby. And for Julian Dunn, the Australian Football League's head of marketing and insights, the connection he has to football was always about much more than the game. Even when he was a kid, well before he landed his dream job. My dad worked fairly long hours. He Monday to Friday didn't see much. He usually left to go to work before I woke up and he, and he was usually still at work when I went to bed. But the weekends we went to the footy together and that became a ritual for us and something that I'd look forward to all week. And you realise the power of the game, I guess, in terms of that period of bonding and it meant so much more than what was just going on on the field. And it's not just actually going to a game, it's when people play, participate in the game, um, how they feel about participating with other people and the bond and the connection that that brings you, that feeling of belonging. So that's stuck with me really and that's I think that that's why the game has such a, a special part of me I guess it's more it's 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 about who I am as well um, it's more than just a game for me and I share that experience on a weekly basis with my son the, the way then I think about the game as a marketer actually changes as well because I realize the power of the game it's much more than just kicking a piece of leather through some timber it's actually the people that you consume the game with and it's about belonging and pride and hope and all of those things that people look forward to on the weekend not just their team winning but playing with other people or experiencing something together and that's that becomes really powerful and certainly where we've tried to take the brand less so about the category and more so about the culture of the game and that can be experienced by anybody not just a, a diehard from Facebook, this is Face to Face, where leading marketers reveal how they click with consumers. I'm Jules Lund. Connecting to culture is critical for any brand, and for the AFL, this couldn't be truer. Being so iconic, the AFL's community is diverse and far-reaching. While this presents a huge opportunity, it also presents its fair share of challenges. We had a, a really deep look at our brand. We launched AFLW in 2016. Most of the marketing around the AFL had been around the men's elite game and very much around the entertainment proposition. So this year we, we launched the Don't Believe in Never campaign and I think that's probably been the most satisfying campaign that I've been involved with because we're really moving our brand from a category brand to a cultural brand and whether it's the stories around the people that have passionately and in, in a very committed way stuck to, to what they're doing or aimed at something that everybody's told them that they couldn't achieve, uh, like Dima, who's a, a young Muslim girl from Western Sydney. Dima asked to play outside of school AFL and I'm completely against this. My name's Dima and I play for the Bankstown Bull Sharks. When I first played AFL, it just clicked like a lot at first sight. And I just knew, you know, I wanted to go on and play outside of school and go and be like pro. My dad said, no, never, ever. She's a Muslim girl. She's been well raised. She's like a diamond. So for me to just allow Dima to travel with people that I don't know and to play in a game that I have no clue about, I think I said no more than three times. 
I didn't tell my parents that it was a full contact sport. I told them that it was grab. Hugging the person, you know, not bringing them to the ground. She said, I want to have a go. That was the part that struck the chord with me. My daughter's an Aussie. I want to let her have a go. On my second game, my dad was taking me to it. I was really worried. They ran on the field, the referee spoke to them and they got in their position. And I'm thinking to myself, this game is grab and it is full contact tackle. Ah. Oh great, what am I going to do now? You know what happened? Dima pulled off a tackle. I threw my hands in the air, I said, you beauty! And you met Dima! And you know what, the ball came out, we got the ball back, Dima got a free kick. I don't understand the rules, but the point is we got the ball back and that's good enough. Since then, she competed in the 2017 National Female Diversity Championships and her mum and dad are her biggest fans. Unearthing this connection to community is exactly what the AFL set out to achieve with the campaign. The whole reason I started AFL is because I love playing it, not because I want to go out and win. I'd love to win, but the feeling of AFL and being in a team, being part of something, is more important to me. Go, Dima! Dima, come on! Go, Dima! She might not even move over to experiencing the men's game, and that's okay. It's a different experience for her, and she's getting, but she's getting the same thing out of it. It's about belonging and, and the people that you're experiencing the game with, and those moments and that you grow up with. There's so many of those stories at the grassroots level and through our clubs and our athletes around sort of hope and pride and perseverance and that's really where we're positioning our brand. The positioning is together, anything's possible, which is very different to where we've been in the past. And the other story is Alira Lear who um, grew up in a refugee camp, came to Australia when he was seven and really how the Sydney Swans and the football community has, have taken him in and how he feels a part of the game and the culture and the team and what that's done for him and his relationship with his father who died in a car accident who always wanted him to be an elite athlete. You scratch the surface and you realise how many stories there are and how passionate people are about the game. It's not just a game, it's part of who they are. So that was really rewarding and I think the fact that everybody from fans to people that were new to the game, they were human interest stories first and foremost, and we had great engagement through all of our channels, significant viewership, and we reached over 10 million people, so that was a really satisfying campaign. Making a difference through human stories is also what drives John Dawson. He's the Communications Design Director at Media Agency Initiative, and he's also one of the most awarded young strategists in Australia. Early on in my career, I did some work for Youth Off The Streets and it was originally a NGEN award entry, which is sort of where they get young people with a few years experience in the industry to respond to a brief. And the first sort of stage of that was transforming what was an award entry into a campaign that got made. And the satisfying part of that was it really was myself and my colleague at the time, Mark, who, you know, we were in high vis early morning in the streets around Sydney, putting stencils on the ground, running sort of merchandise that we thought up and then sort of hustling celebrities and even in those days influencers to post the charity merchandise, the sort of blue laces that we thought of and then seeing the impact that a marketing idea can have on an organisation. So that was still the most satisfying. Youth Off The Streets is a community organisation supporting disadvantaged young people. To understand their cause, John hit the streets. 
one of the things that I noticed when we were out there was that these kids sleep with their shoes on at night. And so we were targeting school kids and we thought, well, that could be a point of connection because you know, if you're a school kid and you, you, know, you go home, one of the first things you do is you kick off your shoes and, you know, and then you're in the warmth of your home and you, know, you, can, you can sleep in your own bed at night. And so we used that moment of tying your laces in the morning to try to draw out the empathy between their privilege and the experience of the homeless kids. What was the reason that the homeless kids were sleeping with their shoes on? One of the reasons is they'll get moved on if they're sleeping rough in certain locations and then also the risk of their shoes getting stolen at night as well. So it's both of those reasons just culminated in a very small thing that we just observed on the, on the night out with the youth off the streets. This turned into Lace It Up, a campaign connecting everyday people with these bright blue shoelaces. Even though at its heart this was an analogue idea, John's decision not to focus solely on digital was intentional. You know, a lot of the time we have this temptation probably to go straight to a digital idea, but the reality for school kids, of course, is that if you're on your phone in class, you know, even in my day of having a flip phone, you get detention. So there's no way you could have a digital-only idea You'd have to get something that schools would approve that would integrate into their everyday. And so the laces was a common thread that linked all the school kids' experiences. And it was an incredibly successful campaign, wasn't it? It was. Because then all of that content was then shared and amplified in social through Instagram, Facebook with the hashtag Lace It Up. Yep, exactly. And the use of the hashtag there, you know, we were talking before about, you know, just having a hashtag doesn't secure engagement you know there has to be a purpose behind the marketing activity you run of course and it did support the images and then it sort of linked through all of these people who were doing the same thing and then pushed through to uh, online e-commerce. How do you know it works? I suppose one way to measure the effect of the activity and you know you you can get distracted by those short-term likes and it was you know immediately satisfying seeing a picture get posted and seeing likes, the comments, and then where can I get this? Okay, great. You know, that conversation happening. But ultimately, and it's the same for, you know, every client I work with, you have to balance those immediate results with actually what it does, the core of the business or the charity, which is, is it driving revenue? Is it driving the business forward? So we evaluated the success of the campaign by comparing the revenue that they generated from the Lace It Up versus the previous year where they had this idea that didn't have as much of a sort of cultural catalyst. The Lace It Up campaign relied on digital platforms, but its narrative didn't start there. For AFL's Julian Dunn, critical to the success of any campaign is considering how it evolves on mobile. This year we produced, I think I'll get this right, I think one of the content pieces was two and a half minutes, another one was three and a half, another one was seven minutes. So we produced content for mobile. Historically, you would produce you know, a 30-second TVC or a 60-second TVC and then whatever other content you'd have, then you would um, potentially put that into digital formats. So the content strategy was mobile first. And, you know, we had four and a half million people engage within 24 hours in in that content. Yeah, so it's changed a lot and it just gives us more flexibility. Where we're going to now is producing a lot more content. We produce high production quality content for sort of season launch and finals and then much more efficient content for different audiences. You know, different content for families and kids and different content for women or for people watching the game in New South Wales and Queensland. We're producing a lot more content 
it's a lot more fragmented and our targeting strategies have changed significantly because you can you can target so well through digital channels we can target a very specific audience with very specific content and then understand really quickly how they're engaging with that content and change it if we need to so we need to become more agile in the way that we're producing content that ability to target precise audiences with precise messaging is the gift of our generation, I feel, as marketeers. Are you seeing that response in every dollar that you put in? Yeah, we've had some great success selling tickets through digital channels. Last year, we sold just under 120,000 tickets directly through Facebook. So we worked with all 18 clubs and we developed content just for Facebook for every game of the season with every club. And the learnings we got out of that were fantastic just in terms of what content people engage with. Like, do they want a message from their club captain or do they want something specific around the game, like whether it might be kids in free or a, you know, a pricing message, when they're going to open and buy tickets. So you want to serve them that content as soon as the team wins and they're on a high. That's the time to be serving that content, that ad. So, you know, we've had, I think it was the ROI was about 20 to 1. Don't want to sound like a Facebook ad, but it was <laughs> it was great and we've expanded that this year and all of our clubs, all 18 clubs are involved in that. And then right through the other end, so we're, this year we've got a, a never-been strategy, so we're targeting people that have never been to a game. Mm-hmm. So normally in marketing you go th- for the low-hanging fruit. We're going for the, the <laughs> high-hanging fruit. Um, we were really nervous when we started because we just didn't know how it would yeah. go and we had to invest in a website and a ticketing app because you also got to give the user a really easy experience in terms of yeah. getting access to their ticketing. We've had really good take-up in terms of the show-up rate. It's probably not as strong as where we need to be because you are offering a free ticket. But I think we've had about 7,000 people take that up. But it's also the targeting is so critical there because you've got to be careful that you're not cannibalising ticket sales as well. The analytics are amazing. We've got coded up the website, the ticketing app, and we've coded up our ticketing websites so we know how people are clicking right through the whole process and who, who is coming through the process. And then we can wash that data against who we've already got on databases in terms of our member databases or our ticketing database. Over 90% of the people that have gone to games are pure never beens. They've never been to a game. You could never do that 20 years ago. So the analytics are really powerful. We're promoting through Facebook unruly influencers. The analytics that we're getting across all of those different platforms, we know exactly how many people we've reached, how many people have clicked through, how many people have redeemed tickets and how many people have shown up through each of those different platforms. So it makes decision-making a lot easier in terms of where you make your investment. And it's that investment that keeps marketers coming back to social, particularly given its power to target. People don't realise the reach. If you actually do the maths behind an ad that might reach 500,000 people, you only need, you know, 0.01% of those people to transact and you're getting some pretty good numbers. So it actually surprised us in terms of how many tickets we were selling. But then when you actually do the maths, there's probably room for improvement (laughs) and you don't need massive penetration. The beauty of it is, is you know straight away how successful you've been. And even with a number of other forms of digital marketing, you don't know, you know, like display advertising. If you look at pre-impression, post-impression numbers, tell a vastly different story. 
Harnessing the power of analytics is what's changed the game for marketers, able to target consumers in the precise moment they're likely to stop the scroll. Combining it with thumb-stopping content is where the power of this platform really comes into its own. It all starts with the audience and understanding what it is about your product that meets a need in their life or provides a utility for them or can engage them. And that's why it's becoming more complicated as a marketer because you have to tailor your content now in many ways. At the heart of it is a great brand, but that's all about understanding your audience. So I think um, you can't understand your audience. You can't understand people if you don't have empathy. How do you do that as the AFL? How do you measure and understand them? Yeah, it's a great question. It's probably changed a bit. We get we get feedback straight away from our <laughs> fans. If we, if we make the wrong decision or if we do something they don't like, they're pretty quick to tell us. And so where we get positive stuff, it's a great endorsement because the one thing about the AFL is that the fans believe it's their game and in many ways it is and that's a great thing because they're so passionate about it but that's also challenging as a marketer because you have to know your audience but you also, in terms of innovating around things like rule changes or pricing or those things are really challenging because you're talking to a very, very passionate fan base and a huge media contingent so there's a lot of focus which is great but it means you have to get your ducks in a row and you have to really understand your audience big thanks to julian dunn head of marketing and insights at the afl and john dawson communications design director at initiative if you want to put a face to those voices click the link in the show notes here you'll also find the full podcast and video series Well, for Facebook, I'm Jules Lund, and this is Face to Face.